Hey girl, hey. 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 Here we go again. I do. Still have something yes, I do. Okay. So, <laughs> I usually start off as a slumber party so uh, after a couple <laughs> glasses of wine. <laughs> and then there becomes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, hey. I am the millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. 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 Hey.
with my family um, who wasn't understanding and didn't have the education to understand what me transitioning would look like. And the church played a huge role in my family. So that played a, a bigger part of me transitioning my gender um, to my authentic self. It was just an issue. So I, I became homeless as a teenager and was forced to be involved in sex work. I was on drugs for a long time and just living in the streets with other uh, trans, trans girls like me who was thrown to the street. And during those years of just like going through like systems and programs and all these things that weren't really fulfilling who I was as a human, I decided to create this space for ourselves. It was no longer, I didn't have time to like wait for people's promises and uh, wait for them to come through for me. I realized that where I lived in Pittsburgh, where I was born and raised, that I had to create a space that was for us, where we could thrive, where because of the education, the lack of education with our Black moms and our Black dads about their trans kids, allowing them to have a space to continue to thrive in Pittsburgh, while also trying to build those relationships between the, the kid and the parents, to give education to the parents, like, hey, y'all, just because we're Black don't mean we can't have trans kids. Or we're like, we're actually having trans kids, like that's a real thing, it's not a white thing. Um, this is an actual thing that's happening uh, within our community, and it's an ancestral thing within our Black communities um, before we were colonized in America. So that's a whole another conversation, but I created, created this space to be able to provide resources. Um, currently, we have a house um, where we provide housing for our transgender and non-binary communities of Pittsburgh, specifically those of color that um, find themselves homeless. And we have a community center in Swissville where our trans and non-binary communities can come down to obtain resources like mental health services, rehab services, um, just a place to hang out to do your homework. Uh, we're going to be having groups going on, focusing around mental health and rehab and just a whole bunch of stuff led by us that are being led by third parties. We do so much more, but that's like the core of, you know, what we do. Oh, we run a pride celebration, People's Pride in Pittsburgh, counteract to the uh, Pittsburgh Pride Fest, which was not inclusive for Black folks, Black and Brown folks at all. Yeah. Um, it, never, it never has been. It's like a super racist environment. The, the leadership within the Delta Foundation of Pittsburgh is racist um, and does not care about Black queer people at all. So we started our own pride. Um, I'm all about like not settling and especially as a woman is to create our own spaces. Like I don't need to depend on anybody. I'll just grind as hard as I can to make sure that we get it and we got it and we getting what we need to get day by day. And when I met Aiden, we talked about the struggles of like Black trans men existing in this world and how he can be, bring them to the table as well and support um, the community as well. And I'll let him talk more about that. But Aiden, is your story similar as to how Brothers got started? Um, it's, so, it's always so hard to follow after SeaWorld where she's seen it. <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> I, just be saying, I just sit here like, in that too, you know, for me, um, when I first started my transition, I didn't have resources and I didn't have a space that looked like I belonged in. Um, <clears throat> I was ever, I was always ever uh, lumped into like masculine essential women or like just a like regular uh, cisgender male. So for me, when I moved to Pittsburgh um, and met Siora, I moved to Pittsburgh because I heard that it was like super inclusive uh, and that and that was, that was listen, <laughs> right. listen I, that's I, what so, I said. Like what I, news I, was you reading? Uh, I mean, white, news, white, white news, white news. White. So yeah. um, go ahead, keep I, talking. I'm not gonna stop going. So I so I moved to Pittsburgh because they were like, oh, it's super inclusive for like LGBTQIA folks, and I was like, great, I'm a part of that community too. Um, and I got here and found out that that was uh, a complete lie. Um, and then I kind of started to realize that when I first started my transition, that the only catalyst or like representation that I saw for Black trans men were on YouTube and on Facebook, where it was yeah. like, this like this is what this trans man looks like and you need to look like this. Yes. And I fell into that toxicity of being yeah. like, I need, yeah, yeah. I fell into like that toxicity of saying, I need to, have a beard I need to be ultra masculine in order for me to be a man I need to be toxic and misogynistic and it took like four years into my transition 
um, for me to say, that's not who I am. And like, I literally decided to transition to get myself out of a box and put myself in another box that I didn't belong in. Mm -hmm. So when I connected with Siora, we talked about that. Um, and like, we talked about that through like really authentic um, and like really like loving conversations where we both wanted to understand each other as black trans people. And while also realizing how many things that we have in common and the things that we as trans people don't talk about. Right. So she was like, hey, this is real. This is a good conversation. And I was like, listen, I feel like we need to bring other black trans men and trans masculine folks to the space so that right. they can feel like they're also included to not be toxic and misogynistic uh, yeah. and just trash individuals. So that's how that came about. Aiden, I think it's interesting that you said Pittsburgh and you heard that it was inclusive, which is so funny because it's, it's one city that, you know, it's, it struggles with inclusive, uh, whatever. It struggles with that. And, and, and so it's a place that struggles with it when, in terms of black women, in terms of black men, you know, and so now you're in this, when you're in this thing where you're trans, so you switched over from one to the other and it's hard both ways. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, that's the, a difficult place to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know, you know when they talked about the, remember that, uh, that gender equity report that came out recently. We just talked about, about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, about that, it was such a surprise that um, Black women were going going through this in Pittsburgh. And then I'm thinking in my own box as like a Black trans woman, like, well, damn, <laughs> it's a little bit worse for me and where I'm sitting at um, and trying to navigate and understanding what my cis sisters are going through and us being able to be in spaces where we can support each other right. um, through this. So it's just, yeah. Why do you think it's so hard for people to talk about um, transgender, bisexuality, uh, lesbian, gay, you know, why is it so hard? Why is it still a, a taboo topic for people? Why is it still so sensitive for people to, to talk about it amongst each other? Because it's real life. It's, you know, we're talking about it now, but some people, they just cringe, you know, they just like, eh, I don't like the thought. Like, why is that? I'm trying to tread lightly, but like also. No, do not, it. Yeah, just you know, let it okay. all out. So in my, in my opinion and in my experience, I can only speak to those things, is that in the Black community yes. in particular, because white folks don't have these issues. Let's just yes. keep it a buck. They don't have these issues. When you think about in the no. Black community, yeah, when you think about in the Black community specifically, the Black community already is oppressed. And then when you think about the way that that oppression looks, especially in the black community, it's a who is more oppressed than the other type of thing. It's an oppression Olympics. It's a trauma response. It's a trauma porn thing where no one wants to come to the table and have conversation. On top of that, when you think about the effect that the black church has had on black people mm -hmm. about like you, you know, back in the day when I went to church and my dad's a pastor, there was situations where, you know, folks with queer people, queer black people who loved God would get kicked out of church because they were being authentic yeah. while also loving God. And yeah. when you think about the effect of that on the Black community, that trickles down to our Black children. So when we grow up as trans and queer people, it's a situation of you're already Black. Yeah. For me, I'm already a woman. And in this space, when I was, when I was younger, I'm already oppressed. But now I'm choosing to further ostracize myself and embarrass the family household and embarrass the black name by coming into this space of oh and now you're trans so not only was i born with two or three different stripes already on me mm -hmm. i added a fourth by choice mm -hmm. to what most folk would say nobody mm -hmm. chooses this life like this is not a, a i didn't wake up and say you know what i want to be a black man in america and that's a whole nother topic too yes. like you know born or did you do the choice? Or were you born this way? That's a whole nother topic. That's something else we can get in. But um, Cior, I know you were going to- I'll see or get it. That's a list of the questions that we're going to ask in the second half. With that, and Cior, maybe you can, you may have numbers. I don't know, Aiden, you might too. I was looking at this article and it was from 2017, Essence Magazine, where it talked about numbers in 2016 were the deadliest year on record for transgender individuals, 27 killed, more than half of them with guns, black trans women, the majority. 2018, 26, at least gender, transgender or gender nonconforming uh, in the US due to fatal violence, majority of whom were black gender women, killed by acquaintances, partners, strangers. 
2019, the same, 26. In 2020, although we're in May, right now, and you may have different numbers, but these from, from what hrc.org is reporting, 11 so far, due to the fact that there are people, I wanna assume and maybe you can confirm, or ignorance, fear, I don't know, embarrassment, whatever, and it's just, it, it's a shame. I don't, I don't understand it. It's just, what do you say? So um, we're actually at like 23 this year. Um, so we just- now, 23 now. Yeah. We just lost another black trans woman in Philadelphia and TT made uh, state news, national news um, about her death. Um, in Philadelphia, what it was being chopped up to, which I was seeing a lot of comments is, and especially like our folks, like black folks just being ignorant around the situation, thinking like we're tricking men into sleeping with us, that we are being malicious in our intent to exist in this world. Well, let me, let me just keep it all the way 100. We don't have to trick them. Um, like we can be upfront and honest with cisgender men. There is not a situation where we don't. The issue is the man that man who is trans attractive and his ego within community. And black men especially do not want to feel uh, demasculated by anybody. And the effects of that, and I'm just again keeping it real, is the effects of black women. And what black women say to them when they are found out to be trans attracted or bisexual, or it turns into this demonizing of his sexuality and what he prefers. So yeah. that keeps them on the download and that keeps them, their mental health is just like not mm. there. So there's a whole bunch of things playing along along the way. And if you, when you look at these murders, it's not people, it's like, I don't wanna just use these numbers, but uh, a majority of them are targeted because that's a trans person and they don't like trans people and they wanna kill us. Another portion is those that actually love us and lay down with us and enjoy our company, um, but are not comfortable within their own bodies and mind um, be mm -hmm. and because of the oppression around them. Mm -hmm. So um, this is what they are, uh, what's happening in tandem with the black community. And unfortunately, it's not our fault. Um, this is the, uh, full of white supremacy mm -hmm. and what it did to our black communities and how it blocked education from our gender fluid black communities. Um, we were more than male or female <laughs> um, before we were brought to America. And what our communities need to do, especially our black communities, is look up that information. Um, you can look it up, like you could Google our history and see where we come from. And I'm also noticing is that our black communities are not rallying and marching for black trans women who are kids. Yeah. They are not uh, rallying and marching for us. Like um, not black women, black women, black. Uh, no, 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 black. Like there are core groups of okay. our allies. Like we have allies. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to. We have allies that go out there and do the work. But as a majority, mm -hmm. as a majority, like you see the crowd when Ahmad just got uh, gunned down, how black people was out there, they had black lawyers, they had black everything. But when we are killed, black people won't even share the post. And the majority, they won't even share the post to uh, their followers uh, to, let, to let the world know that we lost another black body um, due to violence. And what's messed up about that is it's black men that's killing us. So it's like, it's this whole cover up thing within our own community, that embarrassment, like that embarrassment, don't tell what's going on in our house. What, mm -hmm. stays in, what happens in our house stays in our house. And that's kind of what's happening with the black community as far as the murders of uh, black trans women. I had a friend um, that was killed. Well, I don't know if she was killed, a trans woman, you know, Diamond Alicia. Oh yeah, Alicia, mm-hmm, yeah. And it's like, she's a person. She was someone's daughter. She was someone's baby. She was someone's auntie. She was someone's friend. She was someone's sister. She's still a human. And even in 2020, we're still, you, know, you all are still, are, are still fighting for this. It's like our civil rights movement right now. If you look at it, if you look at it in that perspective of where like black folk um, had our civil rights movement in America. Now we're in a position as trans people Especially being, and it's so crazy, being black and being trans. 
and fighting for that liberation and wanting that love from our Black peers and community and needing that to stay alive because that's why we're dying because we're not being loved enough by our own communities. And if we were loved enough by our own communities, there would be protection for us as well in numbers. Like I'm so thankful for the black women and the black men who go out there and rally for us and stand next to us and fight for us, like literally fight for us um, on grassroots levels, in their government offices, um, wherever they need to, they are doing that. Um, and to those that are not like, what are we doing for the future of our kids? Because we're not going to only keep having males and females in the Black community. We're going to be having more trans and non-binary Black babies in our Black communities. And are we going to keep throwing them to the streets? Um, mm -hmm. Or are we actually going to educate ourselves to keep them in the household um, and to love them? And Can people really, real Black people, yeah, real quick, um, right after this, Black people really need to be paying attention to Gabrielle Union. And what she's doing, um, what her and Dwayne is doing with their family, yeah. and not judging them, not judging them, actually learning from them. Um, and for Black people, that was a huge thing for me to see a Black mom, stepmom or not, um, on a platform saying, support your kids, don't put your kids out in the streets. And to see or to understand how many Black moms uh, that register to my mom. Like, I mean, and me and my mom, we're good right now. We have a wonderful relationship. But um, to so many moms that struggle with how to navigate that. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um. Um, platforms like this, podcasts, radio shows, interviews, do they help? Um, you mentioned D. Wade and, and, and Gabrielle Union. Uh, but then you have The Hood hero, Lil Boosie, spitting hate, and people are listening to what he's saying, and mm -hmm. it's just gassing folks up. So when you come onto platforms like this, does that help? Like, what can we do to continue, you know, can we, does this platform help you? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, any platforms that welcomes, you know, trans bodies and trans people, and I won't talk too right. much, Aiden, because I want you to talk. Um, but any platform that allows us to um, be in a space to express, especially black spaces, yeah. we, we, are, we are in a lot of white spaces, a whole lot of white spaces, um, because white people like to do a lot of things with us that yeah. are okay and that are okay. But um, when it's a black, a black centered space, it's everything because it allows that education to be put into the community. Rather people, there are always going to be people who'd be like, uh-uh. But there's also going to be people like who want to evolve in this world and continue to educate themselves um, in this world. So that's how I feel. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you, you had, you had say, said something earlier and you were saying about uh, civil rights and Black people. Um, and this had civil rights and black people that had been going on for so long that's something that had, will never end and i i think when it comes to it comes to our race we have there's a whole pie and white people have 90 percent of it and then when we think about we have to split 10 percent of it, it it's a little hard in the mind of some people to think that we have to split some of it with other people now, I'm not, I'm, when I say we, I'm just, I'm not saying me in particular, but I'm saying this in the mind of someone else, that we have to split this. So it becomes a struggle just among our people to get along. Civil rights is something that's going to go on for us daily. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, you're trans or not, or black, it's something we're going to, now, getting past the point where we're, we're, we are an inclu we're inclusive people, but it's so hard when it comes to money and funding. I, I you know, I, I work in this field. I, I do a little bit of everything. And so I've been, I've been to the, um, the SOGI classes and everything, because I have to know how to talk to different people. So, you know, and, and what's the pronoun to use, things like that. So, but when it comes to money and things like that, I noticed that the fight becomes, well, do we have to split the money here in our community with this people? So it becomes a, it becomes a big fight. Yeah. Uh, Can I, I wanted to-, to There's need, to, period. Yeah. 
Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, I just because it's been like it's been on my brain. Okay, I wanted to just respond to that quickly. Like mm-hmm. within the black community and with being trans, we're still black. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, like I am a black trans man. I am black first. Yes, I walk around this world every day black. Yeah. I yeah. love being black, mm-hmm. but in situations like this, when we are facing just like genocide by black men harming yeah. and killing black trans women, I'm sitting here like, yo, I'm trans first because my trans body, my fiance's trans body is on the, is, is literally on the line every single day that she walks out of that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every yeah. single day. So it's like, I, we had a conversation about that, how it's like, I, we always say like, okay, I'm black first, I'm black first, I'm black first, but yo, it's, it's hard. It's, it's so hard to say, yeah. yes, I'm black first, when black people aren't saying y'all are black first. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, like yeah. they're not saying y'all black first. Like, it's like, we can create our own funnels of money and resources and funds. Sisters PGH is a testament that we can create our own funds. We don't need the funds. We need the support and the love. Yeah. Right. We need people to see us as Black first. Mm-hmm. Because the Black experience is, is so wide. Right. And transness is a part of the Black experience. But often, we are pushed out of being Black and forced into going into white spaces to get resources. Mm-hmm. Or to get love. Or to get a $25 gift card for speaking at a panel for two hours. Mm-hmm. When we would talk to Black people for free. Yeah. If that meant us coming together and loving one of another, one right. another, yeah, yeah, that's all it's, I've got. It's definitely, it's definitely a hard thing. I've been to so many things, and I've listened to both sides, and I'm just trying to figure like, how do we come together? Because I'm hearing this side saying we, us, us, and this side, and we all look alike, but we're all saying we and us and us against them in mm-hmm. the same room, but we all look the same, you know. Why have I hear this side said, why haven't you come out to help us with this? Mm-hmm. But we're sitting, we're all the same color, and then there's white people inside of that room looking like, yep, uh-huh. really, you all need Literally. to get this together, Literally. you know, because it's, it's, it's a struggle between our race. It's something, you know, this is something, it's not new to us, but it is new because people weren't out, people didn't change the way right. they do now. I, I, I mean, not to be funny, but I looked at the Maury show one time and they did the show where they had, you know, the guys, transgenders, and they were dressed up and people were in the audience. They would go, Maury was a big joke. So that, was, and that's, that's, that's a girl. That's a girl. That same that type like, of situation right there, that same situation right there is like systemic transphobia. It's like, it's, it's, it is really actively training people to be transphobic. Um, and it's like, and that's exactly what it's doing. Um, Jerry Springer is the same damn thing. Like, it's like, it humiliates our community. Jerry, he offers us, like, I got called by the Jerry show a hundred times back in the day. They offer you a couple dollars. They give you a hotel room. give you some sick. I never went, but, um, uh, but that's what they're offering you. And they just completely demean our, our community for, for, for a laugh. They, but they do that to black they do that to black, black trans, everybody, you know, and we look at that and we think it's a joke. We think everything is a joke. When we're on TV, we think it's a joke. Yeah. You know? So when we would, when we would see those shows, you know, I thought you, you would, you would think if you looked at the Maury show that only trans, transgenders are only there to model and look like models. That's what all of them look like. And imagine, imagine the hate, like I hated myself because of those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of trans people hated ourselves because of those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. We were not like understanding how to identify as trans people because of that kind of stuff. Um, Our parents were like loving that stuff and we were watching them love that stuff. So it was just like really hard to deal with when like, and we're kids, like, especially like when we're kids, when we're adults, like we, we just, we want to live our lives until we uh, can't live no more. But right. when we kids, that is the most impressionable time for a child. Um, it's, it's a, a trans child, like, and growing up with like cisgender siblings at the same time. And I was the oldest. So I was supposed to uphold that older 
uh, son masculinity, help right. mom take care of the, uh, my brothers, um, right. and do that whole shindig. And that just wasn't like me. So, mm-hmm. um, just being a kid, I, I, I like, Ooh, I'll fight for our black trans kids, like so hard, um, because they deserve to live. They deserve to be loved. And we always got to keep that in mind, like always. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought, we're going to end it on that because we have to take a break. We're going to answer um, not Jerry's questions. So in addition to Jerry's questions, we're going to answer some dumbass questions. Jerry's questions are not dumbass questions. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I didn't want her to think that I was saying that she asked some dumbass questions because you don't, baby. You don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're here with Theora Thomas and her fiance, Aiden James Nevels. Uh, this is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. To advertise on Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio with 24 7 exposure and online exclusives, email editor at urbanmediatoday.com. Urban Media Today is an online blog magazine specializing in urban lifestyle, finance, entertainment. HBCU Sports and more. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. So we need, LaShawn gives us a countdown. She goes, one, two, three, four, five. It's like, it's not, going a little too fast. <laughs> hey, podcast on Urban Media today. We have guests in, uh, I keep saying in the studio, we have guests on the show um, and we're learning a great deal. Uh, Ciora Thomas and her fiance, uh, Aiden James Nevels. Mateo. I like that name, Mateo. Thank you. I like that name. You know, as a matter of fact, I think I was watching The Beauty and the Baker and one of the guys' name is Mateo. Mateo. And I was like, hey, Mateo. <laughs> I like that. So I like that name. But uh, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for being here. This the second half, we, we did two halves. Usually we do uh, four quarters. So this time we did two halves because there's so much information um, mm-hmm. and so many questions that we want to ask. But for this particular half, Jerry has some questions about dating and relationships, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dating, things like before, <laughs> before Jerry asks, um, I, I need to, because Sior, you, you talked about this, the importance, and I actually talked to a friend um, about pronouns and the importance behind them. So if you or Aiden can just explain to us and our listeners and viewers, what are the pronouns and why they're so important for us to remember that they're important? I think it's important that we understand that um, there are different people around us. I think it's like, we limit ourselves of education and learning when we don't put ourselves in spaces to learn about different types of humans. Um, There are different types of humans outside of the binary, the binary being male and female. And when you uh, start exploring into new gender identities, you have to be aware of other people that might use different pronouns um, besides what you use. So I know as of late, um, and all the Zoom calls and stuff we've been having lately because of Rona, Um, And even before that, um, when we would meet, like have meetings or convenings, the first thing we do before we start is, what's your name, what's your pronouns? This allows for everyone in the room to hold space to let everyone else in the room know what their pronouns, whether it's she, her, hers, whether it's they, them, theirs, whether it's um, he, him, his, um, or whatever pronouns um, they have. And it's up to nobody to police anyone's identity. Mm -hmm. Uh, If somebody hears, oh, I'm a unicorn, that's not your business to tell somebody that they are not feeling like a unicorn or whatever they want to be in that moment. Um, We live in this social construct that has like washed our brains and well, colonized us as people um, to only think that uh, there are these binary terms um, within our communities, but again, I offer education to our communities to educate yourself about our history before we were colonized in America as Black people, um, and understand that, and understand where trans people were. Like in our history, uh, trans women, non-binary folk were 
uh, goddesses, healers, um, providers for the tribes. Like we were like a whole bunch, whole bunch of things um, that our communities were doing. But again, uh, colonial our colonialism erased that and put us in a position of where we are just supposed to be this, we're supposed to be that, and that's that. Wow. So. Um, I have to be honest because I've, I've been in those in the meetings and um, because of the type of work that I do and I have and and I'm sitting there like we we do ask people the pronouns and stuff but when I it's it's difficult for me because I'm a woman of a certain age but um, I'm not, I'm not that <laughs> but I'm a woman of a certain age. but when I, if I'm looking at someone and they look like a female to me I say she, and so, and, and this is this is some type of trainings that I do, and I'll say she, and now I have to learn to ask, like, what do you want? And I still slip up, and I wonder, is that hard for you too? Because if I'm looking at someone and they look like a woman or they look like a male, I'm saying she or he, and they're like, no. I'm like, okay, give me a pass. Like for yeah. so long, I mean, you, you can't expect for people to change. Just like that. That has to be difficult for anybody. You yeah, know, I, can, I mean. I can answer, I can answer that question. Because, mm-hmm. um, so, I think that a pass, I, I, I don't believe in giving passes, that's just me. Um, <laughs> and, the, and I don't, I don't believe, and I would just keep it a buck. I don't give passes mm-hmm. because if I walk up, like it, here's for me getting my pronouns correct. When you get when you don't get them correct, it's an act of violence to me. Mm. You should you should just ask. Like you should just ask. Like there should be a thing where just like you ask me, hey, what's your name? And I say, oh, my name is this. It should be followed up with what's your pronouns. Now someone slipping up within that process, like acknowledge you slipped up. Like acknowledge yeah, and say, hey, I have you know no what? problem with saying your like I'll say the name of the person because I. I'm good and I'll remember names. But if I'm referring to something else, I said, well, just like, you know, Aiden said, he said, and I'll say, hey, they would have been like, oh, no. But you, you want to know, you want to know what's so interesting about language though, in this sense, mm-hmm. is that we can walk into a bar or a church and say, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? How everybody doing? But when trans people are in this space, it's so hard to say y'all or they or them. Uh, so when I, so- What's that so, problem? A lot, a lot of, of a, oh, a lot, lot of people, so many people. Yeah. So like for me, the equivalence of if somebody walked up to me and for me, my pronouns are he, him, his, and they, them, theirs. So I'm fine with either. But if somebody were to walk up to me after I tell them that I'm trans and they start to she me, that's the equivalence of you calling me a bitch. Well, that's being disrespectful. You should be punched in the face. Yeah. I'm- yeah. But that, but that's how, but that's how I think about the way that pronoun should be used. Is if I walk up to somebody I don't know, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, girl," and I'm talking to somebody, and they like, "Wait, you don't even know me." It ain't this ain't no, "Hey, girl, what's going on?" Hey, boo, you don't know me. You need to get to know me. Therefore, mm-hmm. you need to respect the pronoun that you ask and, and what they are. Well, mm-hmm. I'm referring to when you see people and they look like if, like if I say to you, you know, call me he. You're gonna look at me and say, "No, she's not." No, no I'm gonna call you. But you, yeah. but it, but me because this, this is so hard. <laughs> no, no, but no, no, no. Let's let's be honest. This is something. This would be something a little hard. I don't know. I maybe maybe for me, but I know, I I, if I'm looking at someone and I'm seeing I'm seeing you, I see or I would never say, "Hey, boy," or something. You you look like a woman to me. So well, if I, say, I would say she said because of the way you look to me. Well, we so I'll explain in our community, in our trans communities, we have people, we have trans people that pass, and we have people that don't pass. Um, you don't have to medically transition to be <laughs> transgender. Um, you do not have to be taking estrogen to be transgender. You don't have to be taking tea to be transgender, and you don't have to look like a woman or a man to be transgender. Mm. I'm not talking. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the pronouns that are used. The he that's and she. Those. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so even if they all, don't have the look, you still have to respect the pronoun. Yeah, it's 
about respect. Like right. I wouldn't walk. I wouldn't walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, bitch," or um, "Hey, no, no." Like I would. I would never do that. I would never do that. I so I would. I wouldn't want someone to walk up to me and blatantly disrespect me after I've already told you, like Aiden was saying, what my pronouns are um, mm-hmm. and how I live my life. It's it's simply about respect. Um, yeah. It has nothing. It has nothing to do like how I live my life. Don't uh, make anybody pay anybody's bills. It don't make them shit. It don't feed them. It don't do none of that. Um, so I think if people were more invested in themselves and understanding that just people around me are different, um, and that's okay, and that's not my business um, until it refers to us getting killed. Um, it should be all of our business. But um, as far as just like living our lives, like we should just be able to live our lives and not policing each other in our own community. It's just, it's crazy to me how we do that. And again, like we talked about, um, it's sad to say our church it has a huge influence on that. A huge, huge influence on that. It just, it teaches our communities, especially our, like our cis-heck communities that again, like I was describing about colonialism, this is how it is, this is how it is, this is how it's going to be, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I am starting to see, which I'm so grateful for, um, is uh, churches that are accepting of um, LGBTQ folk, um, especially in, in Pittsburgh too. Um, it's good because of because it's good for people to connect with their faith. I mean, I'm not a Christian. Um, I don't practice Christianity, um, but it's good for people to have a space to be able to practice and mm. still be trans or LGBTQ. So. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Mm-hmm. Before I, I, I guess we'll get to Jerry's questions because I need <laughs> the, the basis behind the dumbass questions is because there are people I know ask you dumb ass questions. Yeah. He's like, you know what I mean? So I'd rather, Jerry, you have, you said you have questions about yeah. dating, no? Uh, yeah, about dating and just, you know, in general about other things. Um, so going back to um, talking about Gabriel Union, Dway Wade and their daughter now, uh, Zaya Wade, um she's so cute everyone was yes she is she's really cute everyone was giving them criticism you know of course uh like you know why are you letting it be different they were saying things like it'd be different if she you know was gay or things like that but she wanted you know change herself all those other things how do you know at a young age what gender you want to change into like how do you know at 12 years old if you were a boy you want to be a girl like I, that's the part that I'm just it'd be different if, if it's like oh I want to be a tomboy but I'm still a girl but how do you know at such a young age you want to change your gender um, because I can feel it mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's I can't describe it any other way um, I can feel it inside of my body uh, it's not a mental illness it's not a like I'm very intelligent um, so it's, it's not um, to be chopped up to a mental illness or anything like that um is to be chopped up to a gift <laughs> um to to be uh in a black family like this should be this is a gift um so knowing that and feeling that and experiencing that um uh, as a child for me it was just like i knew um and when i told I, when i told my mom cuz i was born in 88 um so back then transgender was not even really a term yeah. Um, we weren't even using that term. Mm-hmm. Um, we were using just gay or uh, drag queen or transvestite yeah. or transsexual, mm-hmm. um, words like that that are now offensive as shit. So, um, and when I first came out, came out to my mom, I identified as being gay. And my mom turned to me, she was like, I knew. And that just went, that went to show me that our parents know they kids (laughs) like they know they kids um no matter if they have the education around what it is or not they know their kids you know your baby yeah and i was so shocked because i'm like well damn i've been going through all of this for these last couple years yeah (laughs) you done knew already (laughs) and and it was just like it was just mind-blowing to me um to experience that but like aiden said once you add trans to that was I was able to find the terminology of how I was feeling 
once I saw other women like me, when, because back in the day, we was on Liberty Avenue downtown, um, like on Friday nights, Saturday nights, that's where we worked um, in the streets. We worked down there. Mm. And um, that's where I got a first chance to meet other trans women, especially Black trans women in Pittsburgh that have been here forever, been hustling forever, been like living in this city forever. Um, and we all got the same story. Yeah. We all got the same story. Um, so that's where in 80, can you add something to that? I know you got oh, something. Yeah. I love how you just know that I got something. Because I'd be sitting here and I, seeing I can, it. I like, can feel it. I can feel I'm it. Sitting it's here. smile I'm is just like... That smile is like, oh, uh, yeah, I can never, I, I can you, never. You get out of trouble a lot. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. not not around here. She don't play that. She don't play that. She don't play that. <laughs> this don't work after a couple months. Okay, I tried. I tried. I I tried. I think um, that I think for me, I knew. Um, in I guess the uh, the analogy that I want to use is like when babies are born. They don't even know that they're born. They just start to breathe. Right. That's what my identity meant for me. Was I just started to just breathe. I just felt fresh air and life and love and liberation in my body. Because when I was a kid, like my mom would be like, you're going to put this dress on. And I'm like, no, I'm not putting a dress on. So I fought her and I would, you know, settle instead of a dress, I put a little skirt on which the squirts are the squirts are are where it's at for real for real so yes. i would put i would listen i'll put a squirt on today they're, they're comfortable <laughs> oh, they are real comfortable they really are so I would put my little, yeah they are so i would put my little squirt on and go and play basketball with my brothers and football and get all scraped up and she was like you're just a tomboy but right. the realization for me was right and I only have one other brother my one older brother I got two little sisters so you know when I was born I was three three girls and one boy um the realization for me was before I hit puberty and I would take a shower and I didn't have any body I didn't have any any boobs or nothing like that and I wrapped my towel around my waist and I never saw my brother do that before because mm -hmm. my brother my brother was four years older than me when I'm like hey he's 12 I, I can't see that stuff but I would wrap my towel around me and tie it up like I was like hiding, like I was like hiding something. And my mom is like, you need to hide your chest, baby. And I'm like, these things? Mm -hmm. No, they gonna be everywhere. I don't care. And she was like, no, you, you can't do that. And I'm like, but why not? And she was like, you're a little girl. And I was like, no, ma'am. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not about to play in my face like that. Uh I know who I, I know who I am. And you know, right. I lived. I lived in this. Uh, sorry, he is a mess. No. <laughs> so I'm right here waiting. Trust me, you're fine. The moment he hears me get excited, waiting for the cue. The moment he hears me get excited, he's like, "Daddy." So, oh. um, for me, you know, the moment that I again I did research, I was like on some real like depressed stuff. And I was trying to figure out why I wasn't happy in life. Yeah. And I I tried everything. Like I I tried therapy. I tried medication, I tried everything. And my father was like, I tried everything. And my dad was like, you've just never been comfortable ever. Like, mm -hmm. what will it take? And I was this, I was like 19 when this happened and I just moved out and I was going to college. And my dad was like, you are just never comfortable. You are so beautiful. You're just not, you're just not comfortable. You're so shy. You're so caged, like what's wrong with you? And I was like, dad, I'm about to start testosterone. We're gonna see what, what this gives. And the moment that I started to like feel affirmed in my gender was the moment that I opened up and mm -hmm. I felt confident. So I feel like I've always known, but I didn't have the language because that education right. was blocked to me. And you said your dad's a preacher. What, what did he say after that? Yeah, oh, I was. I, you, is he a pastor? Yeah. So he, so he's, so he's a, he's, he used to be a pastor, but now he's a preacher and he just does it just because that's just it's in his spirit. Uh, but when I came out originally as a lesbian, he was like, no, not in my house. But he loved me and he was like, hey, I have to love you through this. When I came out as trans, he said the most beautiful thing to me I could have ever. He literally said, baby, I want you to be happy. You don't have to live your life to please me. You have mm -hmm. to please yourself. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I was like, so I'm, I'm going to be your son now. He was like, you will always be my child. You will always be my baby. But yes, you are my son. 
And it, that was just that. Now he struggled, my, my family struggled, but now they see how confident and how happy I am and how loved I feel and affirmed. And no matter what happens, they're like, listen, you are son now, you know, so. Right. <laughs> right. Answer that question. Did you say you a thug now? No, they, no, they said, I'm, well, I ain't no thug. Oh, no, she said, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're my son. <laughs> Listen, this this smile this this smile this smile here will never get thug. Okay. <laughs> like wait, I what? Can't. no. All right, are we ready to answer some dumbass questions? We got ten minutes. You ready? Yeah. It's yours. Like bring it. All right. Do you have any dumbass? I have them, but maybe we match. You tell me what was a, a, a question that someone asked you that you just was like. Um, and I would love to hear your answer. Oh, I oh I got one. What? What? One dumbass question that uh, we get all the time is, "Did you have the surgery?" It's oh, all my. I'm sorry. I was going to ask. I'm sorry. Oh That's what I was going to ask, Lord. <laughs> why is that? Why is that considered a dumb question? So we so we can cuss on here, right? Like, okay. Not a whole cool. bunch. Okay, so I'm not gonna cuss a whole bunch. The reason why somebody asking me, "Can you? Did you have the surgery?" My response is, "Are you? If you're not, then don't ask." Oh, uh, okay. Then don't ask. Uh, Would you say earlier, Sior? That Thanks part. Right. Okay. Right there, that's just that oh, on that. That's just that on that. <laughs> oh, okay. And that bet you they was just like, oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm. Well, you know. Please. Thank you. Good talk. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like those questions when white people ask black people questions, they be like, you know, you get so tired of hearing it, you just be like, listen, this is my hair. Yeah. It's like, or it's like when white people say, can I touch your hair? No. No. Same thing. Did you have the surgery? Why? I used to, I used to work with the one company I used to do software. Um, and they tell you I have a I have a couple couple jobs. I'm booked and busy. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But actually, um, busy I do, person. I do software. I help I help pharmacies with the software. So we had a particular person that came up, and we were trying. Now this is with the medical card, and we were trying to get the insurance to go through, and it kept on coming back because what we were doing, we were looking at the person, and we were typing in the information, and so we kept typing in mail into for the information for the, and it kept knocking it back and i'm sitting there i'm the software i'm doing the software i'm like i can't tell you why this keeps sending it back and it kept sending it back sending it back so i thought hmm i've been to a training i know something and i walked to the counter i said can i ask you what what would you like to be called see that's that's growth right there yeah, and it changed it. And I went back to the pharmacist because clearly what we saw was, you know, a male and we were putting female. And so, I mean, and we were putting male in there, but the, the insurance card hadn't changed. Uh, insurance card still said. So we were, I mean, we were there for quite a while and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, like this is my job. What's going on? I can't. But when I asked and that's when the person told me and I was like, oh, okay, because the insurance didn't change. Mm -hmm. And that opens up the doors to, and I because I know we only got a couple minutes, but so that opens up the doors to Census 2020 and the importance of our, our trans and non-binary communities being counted in Census 2020. Mm -hmm. They are not counting our communities at all. They never yeah. have, they never have, um, I'm fighting for it at a state level with our commission. Our commissioners are fighting to make that happen. But the federal government have never, ever counted trans people in this country. So that means like we basically do not exist um, in this world. So even when people were like, oh, census 2020, get counted, get counted. I'm like, mm, I'm not really getting counted. What? And I actually, I'm the, like a director of a 501c3 organization. When those funds come out, um in 2030 we're not getting those funds because we weren't counted to be able to get those funds so um it's just a whole circle of wow what's another dumb question uh is my real i'm sorry or my titty real <laughs> wow oh, people get asked they ask your response no, uh, 
What they, what you say, Sean? They what? That's a, that's a legitimate question. I get questions about mine. Listen, no. When, well, you when, better when the, welcome to the club. You better be happy to ask you about the. <laughs> no, well, when the when the question and context comes up that I'm transgender, like uh, M to F, male to female, transgender. Uh, and they ask me, is my ch- is my breast real? Are they natural? Are they bags or like whatever? And that Are again yours? is none of their business. We f- so they don't need to see them. So, I clutch so my pearls. I clutch my pearls. This one's so stupid. Are you going to ever change your mind? <laughs> that was it's on the list. For oh, that was a serious question. Are you ever going to change your mind? You're gonna just wake up and be like, mm. like nah, no. Nah. <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no. That's, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad we talked about this. Thank you so much for answering these dumb ass questions. Here's a question that's not dumb. You have some events coming up uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, the city of Pittsburgh Commission on Human Relations, correct? Correct. And we have one coming up May 29th, the gender awareness in media. And you have one June fifth, Gender Awareness Pittsburgh. Can you, with you know, we, we we only have five minutes left, but can you just talk about the the importance behind those events yeah, for sure. and attend and stuff like that? So the first one for the uh, Gender Awareness for Media recently, Marty Griffith of uh, yep. KDKA Radio misgendered uh, Dr. Rachel Levine yep. several times yep. um, during that interview, and um, that was on purpose. It was. He's still um, though. Right. So the Human Relations Committee, or Human Relations Commission, uh, reached out to me um, concerning uh, this issue um, and helping them to create a curriculum around training for media and also around curriculum for training the public about gender awareness, because it's Gender Awareness Month right now. Gender Awareness Month okay. right now. <laughs> um, so, um, wait, that is doing- good, right? Huh? That's good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just I'm learning. I told you. And, and that highlights all genders, all genders yeah. of people, yeah. um, and just highlighting um, who we are as people. But anyway, um, so that created put put us in a position. Well, we can start bridging the gaps with media um, and how media reports on us how they report on black trans women, trans people, like when they put us in jail and they uh, dead name us and misgender us. And you see our dead names on the uh, newspaper and on the news and they don't understand that that's putting us in danger. When we go back to our communities, we have to face the people that may have watched that news uh, program or read the paper about who we are uh, and we're already being targeted. So, it puts us in a position to train the media and those involved. We just did get a confirmation that KDKA will be a part of this. They will be coming in to uh, learn about this. And the other, and with it, also other platforms, uh, news platforms, media platforms. Um, and the, for the public, we want to invite the public to come join this uh, webinar to learn about trans identities. So, and it's a, a 90 minute webinar. Um, I really, really, really want our black people to come learn about this. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be doing the training, um, and we're going to have the commissioners and a, a couple panel folks on the panel. But uh, I want all of us to come out and take part of this. But I really want um, our black folks to come learn this education. Is this something um, that you can ask the NAACP, or is that an organization that you need to still convince to jump on board? As far as I know. The NAACP ain't been too uh, inclusive of trans, black trans people. Uh, and that's, I don't see, I don't see any representation of us. I, um, I don't okay. because still colored people. You know, it's right. the you know, it's for all colored people. Doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, lesbian, trans. You're still a colored person. That's probably what you were ta- referring to earlier, like not being inclusive. You know, with other organizations you have to force yourself to mm-hmm. go into the white communities to get you know support and stuff so that that's not cool i don't that's well, not at all i mean i know the president you know call him or whatever and i'll let him you know I'm make a, a phone call sis make a phone call <laughs> let me call him out let me call ken let me call kenneth ken. um, <laughs> pittsburgh, pittsburgh pride fest 
You all say don't go to that. You if you're black, that. don't go to that. You said don't. Why? Do not go to Pittsburgh Pride Fest. Yeah. Right. Um, Pittsburgh Pride Fest. Um, the Delta Foundation of Pittsburgh has been robbing and stealing from our communities forever. Um, the president, um, Delta or Gary Van Horn, who was the president, he recently got uh, kicked off the board um, because That's it went public. What happened? Uh huh. Um, because it went public. Um, of the stuff he was doing. Um, his vice president, um, Dr. Stacey Lane, please do not trust her either. Um, she was his uh, right-hand woman. Um, she has also been doing harm with to our trans communities in Pittsburgh, specifically our Black trans communities. So don't believe the smoke and mirrors that this lady is uh, showing y'all. She be harassing Black people all over Facebook, all over um uh, social media. She called us a crabs in a barrel. Um, and there's proof of this. Um, so if that's your friend, check your friend. Um, but uh, don't go to that. That's not for us. We have People's Pride. Um, my organization, our organizers um, organized People's Pride. Pride was historically ran by Black trans people and Black trans women. We're doing the work to make sure Pride happened from New York to all the way around this country. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what we embody. We embody Blackness, brownness, queerness, um, bringing our families. It's like a, a bar, a cookout. Um, that's how we do. We march and then we go to the park and we have like a, a, a cookout with, with um, with our entertainment headliners and we bring our headliners and we had Big Frida last year. Um, you already know, I love Big Frida. Yes. <laughs> and it went really, really great. Um, we're hoping to still keep doing it this year, but Rona is acting up. Yeah. Um, we, we had to change the date until a fall date in October. Okay. Um, so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. Please let um, me know. Let we'll me know and we'll definitely spread the word. We'll, We'll let me know. We'll let you know. I mean, let me know and we'll spread <laughs> Thank you both for being on the show. We're down to just the last few minutes. Uh, Sior Thomas and Mateo, Mateo, Mateo. Mateo. Aiden James Neville. Aiden James Neville's. That's the uh, get in trouble. When you hear that whole Aiden James Neville. <laughs> Get your butt over here. <laughs> how can we how can we reach you? So people who are listening or watching the video, they have questions. How can they reach you? Um, they can go to www.sisterspgh.com. Um, they can call us at 412-297-0548. Um, they can hit our email at info at sisterspgh.org. Um, they can hit Aiden up, uh, brothers, www.sisterspgh.com slash brothers, PGH, capital T. Um, and yeah, we're available on our Facebooks, um, Instagram, Twitter. I'm usually responsive. Aiden's usually responsive. So and yeah. we'll definitely have the links uh, on this Radio Chick Rocks and Urban Media Today. Dot com. Thank you both for being on the show. Thank you so much. I learned a great deal. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having me. All Thank right, you Jerry, you ready? Uh, this is Jerry's turn. So. <laughs> Jerry's like, huh? I'm like, wait, what? So to catch up on past episodes of our Hey Girl Hey podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, oh, I was about to say LinkedIn, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to say LinkedIn. You're like on Match. Black people meet. Match.com. Live five. Tune in. Um, and UrbanMediaToday.com. LaShawn. And on Instagram, you can find us at Hey Girl Hey Podcast 2018 on Facebook. The Hey Girl Hey Podcast. And on Twitter, Girl Hey 2018. Or you can email us at the hey the hey girl hey podcast at gmail.com or you can call us at 412-709-6130 thank you so much this is the hey girl hey podcast i'm your radio chick kiki brown and i am the chatter chick Lashawn tipton and i'm your millennial chick jerry tipton thank you guys so much i don't we, we need a beat. We have chick names usually I don't know what to. Yes. Wait a minute.
gotta get a chick name. I know. I'll I take it. I'll take it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, what <laughs> I'm do next time. Next time. So at the end of the show, we always give our our guests. Of course, for the men, you you cannot have a chick name. Can't have a chick name. Can't have a chick name. Yeah, right. Let me see. Let me see. Siora. I like sassy. Yeah. Siora is definitely the sassy chick. Sassy chick. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Siora? You want to give yourself a chick name? I like sassy. You like yeah. sassy? You say sassy? Uh, not a word. Not a word. <laughs> All right. Aiden, you got to work on that smile so you can get out of trouble, man. <laughs> I, it ain't going to happen. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of the Hey Girl Hey podcast, Urban Media Today, and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. You're listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio app. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio.